This podcast is created in partnership with Film Studies and the Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences at the University of Sydney. We acknowledge the tradition of custodianship and law of the country on which the University of Sydney campuses stand, as well as the Darug people, where we all grew up. We pay our respects to those who have cared for and continue to care for country. I wish I knew how to quit. I see dead All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Get away from her, you bitch! I'm gonna go! You want me to go f***ing trash your lights? Take two. Film verse. Film. Hello, listeners. I'm filmmaker Craig Anderson, and welcome to this very special episode of Film vs. Film, the podcast where usually we put two different films into the ring, discuss their place in history, their modern virtues, and how they stack up against each other. Which film will hold up, and which film will be left on the cutting room floor? In this very special episode, we're going to sum up the first series and introduce our plans for the second series. Joining me today are my two best friends from high school, martial artist and NBA all-star player, Herschel Isaacs. Thank you, Craig and Bruce. I'm looking forward to setting up for season two. And his favourite burger from McDonald's is... Double Big Mac extra sauce. Depends on the person making the burger, though. Too much extra sauce, you screw it up. Too little (laughs) extra sauce, it's not quite right. I did not think you'd have an answer ready to go. Thank you so much. And uh, as always, joining us is Herschel's identical twin brother, whose favourite flavour of ice cream is... Cookies and cream. Uh, in the gourmet, I don't, I don't eat non-gourmet ice cream. Of course. So gourmet cookies and cream. With Chalk Magic, Ruth. Chalk Magic, for sure. Ice magic, right. Well, you're going to get that with the professor, associate professor of film at the University of Sydney, Bruce Isaacs. And, of course, his uh, film that he hates the most is... That's a hard uh, question here. Yeah. film that I hate the most. The worst film of all I, time. I, I love all movies. Okay. I love all <laughs> movies. Okay. What a, Herschel, uh, if I asked you that, would you have a... Like, leave me for a second. I'm going to try and think of something. All right, Herschel. Um, movie I didn't like recently, the, the, the recent Jason Statham one. What is it? The Guy Ritchie mm. movie? Mm. Everyone said, oh, pretty good vehicle for Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie. I just thought that was hopeless. I don't know why. I got one. Based, we, we touched on this in one of the episodes. I really loathed Paul Haggis's Crash. Ah, I don't like it as a sorry. movie. Best uh, Oscar, best picture, best won, picture, won Oscar best picture. Mm-hmm. greatest uh, travesty. Um, I also think it's just it's a bad movie. Haggis is a bad filmmaker. <laughs> but I do hope he follows this podcast. <laughs> well, let's hope that Jason Statham doesn't hear about Herschel's review there. We, well, yes. we don't want Jason Statham after <laughs> us. He'd do me over in a roundhouse. <laughs> All right. Now, we grew up in the sprawling suburbs of Western Sydney and spent hours of our free time watching movies. And, of course, as every episode, we'd like to do a shout-out to us growing up. This episode, I thought it would be nice to return to... A very charming television program that used to be on sometimes every day. I, it's the Bill. No, 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 it was daytime TV. Daytime. But the main show. Okay, now. Saturday nights. Bill Collins. Golden Age of Hollywood. Golden Age of Hollywood. Welcome to another film from the Bill Collins movie collection. And it's a great one. One of my favorite films of all time Mervyn Leroy's Random Harvest. Okay, let's explain the format. Bruce, you know it there. Uh, so Bill Collins was one of the really uh, primary reviewers in Australia. And this was a guy, what I, what I remember, he was quite an old person, mm. but he dyed his hair this incredible black. sort yeah. of shock of black. Yeah, it was yes. so odd. Oh, I remember um, that. But he yes. wore a and dinner suit. Didn't he, he wore like a shirt? Always a yeah. dinner suit. And he had this incredibly serious clipped way of speaking. Yeah. But 
So he would do the midday movie the midday on movie Channel with 10. Bill Collins, yeah. So when Herschel and I were growing up, especially coming to Australia, mm. you know, if we were home, we'd be watching the midday movie. And like for people who are young now, there's no midday movie. Nobody gives no. stuff about movies, right? But so it was also like it was a chance because TV programming is, you know, since the 50s, kind of like radio but sort of moving. Yeah. And then movies were still a special event when they were on TV, Hugely right? special. So we wanted to see movies on television, but there were hardly any. So there was the nighttime one. Yeah. But we went to school and we knew <laughs> there was this special thing on a midday where whoever was at home yep. got to see this movie from the past. Usually it's always from the past, right? One of my greatest memories was being at home. And watching The Omen 2. It was a movie. And I was just so thrilled. You know, see, that's interesting for me because I guess I've got a different memory of the the Bill Collins. So I love the fact that he used to come Well, wait, we should explain that he would introduce these midday. I was going to say that. You'd do like a five-minute thing. You'd do a five-minute spiel on it. And what you really got from him, he absolutely loved these movies, Mm. right? And so that was infectious. You know, when they were going to do the film, both Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart were a little dubious. Oh, for many reasons, which there's no point in going into now. I don't want to delay us getting back to the movie. That was a cool thing to watch. Where I was disappointed was I was seldom happy with the movie that was coming on. Mm. So remember in school holidays, how the midday movie would shift over to kids' movies? Yes. No, I remember yeah. vividly so where um, the Spider-Man movie, you know the the the, um, the Von Trapp family? that yes, that, boy. that really blue-eyed boy? Yeah. And he was Spider-Man in one of those old movies. That came on, and I thought to myself, Man, they're going to do two weeks of kids screening, and that was awesome because they got rid of the Bill Collins midday movie. Oh, for you two got weeks. rid of him entirely. Yeah, for just no for two weeks of the holidays. Yeah. So for me, I didn't love Bill Collins because he picked movies that I really didn't connect to. But the midday thing was a side gig, because what really made the golden age of Hollywood famous in Australia mm. was Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. o'clock. Yeah. And. He literally played movies from the golden age of Hollywood. And I've got two, like, stories of, like, what really impacted me. There's a guy called Dave Kelly who was in the English department at the University of Sydney, and he was he's probably the biggest influence on my life in academia. And, you know, without him, I wouldn't play guitar. I wouldn't be the Bob Dylan. He, um, when he proposed to his wife, he and his uh, then fiance used to watch Golden Age of Hollywood every wow. Saturday. And as a surprise... He wrote into Channel 10, <laughs> and Bill read out Seriously? that they were getting wow. married. And Dave always says to me, like, without Bill Collins, Bron and I wouldn't be together today. And I just think, in some ways, that's what the Golden Age represented for a bunch of people. They'd gather around the TV, mm. and you'd watch movies like Casablanca or Stella Dallas. And I remember Collins once going nuts over the Paradine case, the Hitchcock movie, oh. which is a lesser-known and widely lampooned movie. And Collins just said, for me, it's the greatest Hitchcock movie. <laughs> what? This is the filmmaker that gave us North by Northwest, you know, Vertigo. Marnie, yeah. Vertigo, The Bird Psycho, but no, the parody in case of <laughs> Collins' favorite Hitchcock movie. Just a great, I mean. But I mean, he's also, I wouldn't put it past him to have just said that because the, the great thing he did, he made you want to watch the movie. Oh yeah. People love to sneer and scoff at a movie that dares to be different and might seem to be rather idiotic by its title. The strange thing about The Incredible Melting Man is that it does aim for a little significance. He, he would also... That's his value. Yeah. Like that 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, whatever it was, it was infectious yeah. and he kind of made you excited. The problem for me was when the movie started, that's where I lost my yeah. excitement because I didn't like the movie most of the time. Mm. But how would you guys compare the Golden Age of Hollywood with the Saturday Night Movie 
with the Sunday night movie that you see. Remember Sunday night? That was the feature movie. That's exactly. the blockbuster so movie. How weird is that yeah. But how weird is it now? If you, if you talk to young people nowadays or something, and you go to them, you know what? On Sunday nights at 8.30, they mm. play a movie on commercial TV. Yeah, I know. And that's what you'd hang out for. So I've got this memory of watching Untouchables. And we were loving yeah. it so much. And then we said to, we said to um, we were watching it with our sister. And my, mom, my parents had gone to bed. It was a bit late. And we were going... All right, look, can we stay up? Because it's a long movie, but we got school tomorrow, but like we've got to watch to the end, right? And the movie finished at like 11.15. Wow. All the ads and everything. All the ads. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I just love the Sunday movies. movie. See, the Sunday movie for me, that like kind of dwarfs Bill Collins. It hmm. is weird to reflect on like people's viewing habits now to think that on a Sunday night at 8.30, the three of us mm. were in front of TVs watching a Sunday but night it was advertised all week between was, yeah, every was, ad break. It was, break. It was like big, big television also, premiere for this film yeah. this week. Do you guys remember they used to have a lead into that? Like, depending on what channel it was, and you, the channels used to compete with each other for their movie of the week, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have a choice. But then I remember Channel 10, they had like a Disney thing. So 6.30 would run into 8.30. Remember show, yes. Remember the movie Daryl? The, yeah. The yeah, Robot yeah, Kids? Yeah. And so you'd, watch, you'd be all hyped up. You'd be watching the Disney show. And then at like 8.15... We like we like, like eating dinner, getting snacks ready, yeah. and then the eight thirty would start, and it was and just like the Sunday was taken so care of. But that's because that that period as well, seven thirty to eight thirty, was also the prime TV slot of the yes. week. Hmm. So for a long time, it was uh, the seven thirty. What's that tick, ticking uh, ticking clock? Channel nine. 60 oh, minutes. 60, 60 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the king until 1988, when Comedy Company came and knocked it off, and it was unheard of to think that that was knocking out. I mean, that was a whole wave in itself, right? Yeah, the, the kicking in of prime time with all the great comedy shows in Australia. I mean, people outside of Australia won't know, but that changed a lot of all. Everybody watched Comedy Company. We're, now we're right? getting off track with Bill yeah. Collins. He, he was known as Mr. Movies. I don't mm. know if you remember yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, he passed away in 2019. Uh, wow. at, at the age of 84 years old. Yeah. I remember that. I he remember lives quite, that. And I had some VHS tapes of his because th- not only he, they sort of packaged them up his intros and put tapes out and they all had on the spine of the tape, you know, golden years of Hollywood, yeah. Bill Collins and a photo of him and on the back he had his signature written on it yes. and stuff. It was so exciting whenever I found those in video stores. I was like, oh, more Bill Collins. So there was like a special... Collector's edition of Bill Collins's Golden Age. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've got maybe six of them. All That's great, Craig. I'd like to see those. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get them for you. And yeah. if I um if I have any digitized now, I'll put it into this episode. But I don't think I do. Sorry. I, I think the <laughs> thing that we liked about it was that you was a guy that absolutely loved movies, and if you loved movies, then you could connect with that. Yes. Right? You don't get a lot of that nowadays. You know, you click on Netflix, get it started, mm. flicking through the menus and stuff like that. That was a, a guy who really devoted his life. We to talked movies. about this in the Margaret and David uh, mm. piece we yeah. did because it's about curation. It's about knowing that someone thinks this is important and why it's important yep. to history. I mean, now we have an algorithm that curates, right? Whereas then, but it's a silent algorithm. That's the other yeah. dumb thing. It's just like um, <laughs> the other dumb. I mean, it is dumb. It is. Well, let's it not turn this into an AI episode. But it's <laughs> like instead of sitting around uh, having someone go, you know what, you should watch, have a yeah. chat, five minutes. Now you just get a tape pushed in under a door, yep. like you're a prisoner. Like, Don't you oh, reckon okay. there's also a degree to which <laughs> We've lost a sense of valuing the opinion of someone we saw as an authority. You know, yeah. like, so if David and Margaret came on, or Bill Collins came on, or Ivan Hutchinson, remember, he, I used to love him on Channel 7. I mean, I guess for us, it's, this, it's Margaret and David and then Bill. Right? Yeah. yeah. And do you remember John Hines as well? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, John Hines, yeah. ABC. He was ABC. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was very, um, unfortunately, he was very easily impersonated. So they're always, I remember the comedy parody well, versions forward, of John. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast forward, full frontal. All but he, he was older than Bill Collins and he, and he had his white hair and he was, yeah. you know, he was always old on television and yeah. kind of a little bit stuttery when he spoke. Yeah. Bill had a very... 
um, flowing, uh, what would you say, camp well, I almost? Think, yeah, I, I I definitely camp. Yeah. I think Bill was like sort of referencing the old Hollywood, the big studio Hollywood yeah. and, and, and yeah. that kind of feel And he was it. in love with that era. Yeah, I mean, he, sure. he was not... He never played anything but the golden age. That's what they called it, right? Mm. So, I mean, this guy just uh, would show film after film of the great, you know, the era from the 1930s through to, like, 1948 or so. I also remember if he did a film from the 50s or 60s, he would connect the performers back to the golden era. Like, he wouldn't let it just be a 1956 film. That brings up a memory for me. He used to talk about the early career of this person. Yeah, yeah. then ends up in a later version. Yeah, he always did that, didn't he? Well, we miss him dearly, and we miss that time where films were given to you and yeah. someone spoke about them before you watched them. That was so much fun. Yeah. All right, moving on. Take one. We're here today to talk about our second season. We also want to thank to, thanks all our listeners for listening to that first season that we've done. We did 12 episodes. We recorded them over a period of three years, so... Yes, as some of my fantastic friends have pointed out, we make some references to things that were happening or, you know, were about to happen that was years ago now. But we recorded those over three years, but we've decided for season two, we're going to come back uh, September the 1st this year, 2023, and we are going to be regular and do another 12 exciting episodes. The format is going to stay the same, film versus film, but we are going to look for movies that I think people can... See, might have seen a bit easier or at least introduce what's coming up next week so that you can go and watch them on streamer. So we're going to find films that are available in Australia on, on streaming services and tell you where to get them and hopefully they'll all be free if you're already subscribing. Mm. And we'll give them some advice on, on where you might be able to track it down. We also are looking to do a very special... Bruce, do you want to talk to us about the Argento retrospective? Oh, yeah. I'm involved with uh, these people, the Italian Cultural Institute. I did a bit of work with them on a program around the works of uh, Pasolini, who's a kind of extremely controversial filmmaker. That was great. And then they reached out to me recently and said they struck up a partnership with the Ritz, the Randwick Ritz in Randwick, Sydney. Mm -hmm. So if anybody listening to this, uh, this is one of my favorite cinemas in Sydney. They have access to all of Daria Argento's movies and they're going to screen them from August 24 weekly, starting with Argento's debut, which, you know, caused so much, um, you know, static, the bird with the crystal plumage. I'm going to be introducing the retrospective and introducing that film on August 24. And so what we thought um, was that we could do a special episode, mm-hmm. uh, something around Argento and the importance of Argento. So a fantastic idea uh, we, we, we came up with was to do Argento's cult classic, Suspiria, 1979, mm. versus Luca Guadagnino's 2018 Suspiria. Two incredibly different films. So this is not a bland discussion about remakes and which one's better. This is looking at how two incredible auteurs work with, you know, the aesthetics of cinema, historical and political contexts. And um, I encourage everybody to get out to the retrospective. And my favorite Argento, which is also my favorite, one of my favorite movies, is Deep Red. Mm-hmm. screens, I believe, week four of the retrospective. If you've not wow. seen it, you've got to see that on the big screen. Oh, that's going to be great. And if you haven't been to Randrick Ritz, it's, it's an amazing art oh, deco. It's, so it's a beautiful place. Oh, it's so and in fact, the whole area of Randrick. They do movie trivia as well. 
Yeah. Ah. They do that amazing. They got a great bar. They got an amazing bar, and it's really dark, and and it feels like you're in a. It's like an old cinema. school cinema. Yeah. yeah, it's not like going to a multiplex. So for people interested in this, it's like an outing. And I should say, it's in a place in Randwick which is famous called the Spot. It's a stretch of of of, of road, and there are amazing restaurants and bars on it. Oh. So if I were people, just get out to it. Well, you know what? I, I I took my parents there last year to see the Elvis film. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I what drove them in, in in the Datsun. Uh, <laughs> It was interesting. Mum and Dad, uh, they loved the music, but they didn't get the, the, the needle drop of some of those great Elvis songs. They were a little frustrated. Oh, really? Yeah. And get this, she goes, uh, that Colonel, is it Tom? Tom Parker. Tom, Tom Parker. She Parker. goes, yeah. he was a bad man. He was a bad, <laughs> but not based on the film. She goes, they made him look too sympathetic in that movie. Too sympathetic? Yeah, Mum was fired up. Yeah, because she doesn't He's like. He's like an arch villain in that movie. I know, but Mum said it was too too uh, sympathetic <laughs> on, on, of the performance, I guess. But also, I took him out to the Spanish restaurant opposite the Ritz. Oh, yeah, I've been oh, there. That's it's delicious. The and they had the it's best like the time. the tapas place. Yeah, and yeah, they bring yeah. out sangria and stuff. You oh, know, um, that's Ka- what we're going to do on the, the Crystal Plumage. The three of us are going. Great. Kathy, my, my partner, and I, we saw Parasite at Palace. Wow. It was awesome. Yeah. You know the chairs are like all like it's not like cinema chairs. Yeah, so you yeah, kind of feel like you're not at the movies. <laughs> yeah. And just as a final ad for it, I be, all the Argentas I believe are screening the Cinema One, which is that oh, great yeah, yeah. huge big one. yawning thing with a balcony and everything. That's gonna be great. Well, we look forward to that, and we're going to release that as a special episode during this break. Yes, August twenty-one, we release Suspiria versus Suspiria. So you can get both of those films. I believe the Guadagnino and Argento are on stand in a. Both of them, I think, at 4K, believe it or not. Wow. And I think you can get Guadagnino on um, Netflix as well, but you can grab both on Google Play if need be or Apple. Okay, well, there you go. So you, that's your homework. Yeah, <laughs> Get on to that. But we also want to announce that there are some big cinema releases coming up um, over what is the American summer, and it'll be our winter here. And we're going to go and watch three films and talk about them mm. and also because they're big films with lineages that, of other films we're going to be talking a lot about that so these are the films we're going to do in the next Herschel do you want to introduce this okay. for us so we're kind of blessed with a release of movies that I can't remember it's been this good in I don't know how long Wes Anderson's new movie Asteroid City is coming out that's on June the 22nd now mm. <laughs> Where's Anderson? He's, he, he, he's divisive. I'm sorry. I just looked at Bruce's face when you said that. No, no, okay. I really so don't like it. Where's Anderson is divisive, but that's why I think we have to go and but see I'm gonna it. But I'm going to go in with yeah. an open mind. Go into okay. an open mind. No, you're not. But I am. I'm there are Wes Anderson <laughs> scenes that make me cry with laughter. They're sure, that bloody yeah, funny. Yeah. So yeah. Rush, Rushmore was cool. So I'm looking forward to it. That's okay. his best movie. But right. now listen to this string of the next three movies we're going to review. Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny. Now, right. some of you will you'll know that it premiered at Cannes recently to mixed reviews. So the hell with that, I say, because it's Indiana Jones. It's it's a game changer. Yeah. It's going to be the last Indiana Jones. I'm going to see a de-aged Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> I, I, Have they really I, de-aged him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This okay. 20, the first 20 minutes is Harrison Ford fully de-aged. I have such concerns. <laughs> no, about no, that we got to keep. I, I want, I want both of you to keep an open mind on this because it's easy for us to get on the bandwagon and go, "Oh, it's going to be crap." Yeah, yeah. Like James Mangold doesn't know what he's doing. But I think this. I read one review that really meant something to me. It said, "If you grew up loving Indiana Jones, you're going to love this. If you come to it late, you're going to hate it." That's what I'm expecting. <laughs> Okay, wait. Next, if you came to it late, you watch the Crystal Skull. Of course, you're going to hate it. Yeah, but they're going to go. You're going to okay. have no connection. There's Can no I counter that by saying I read a review that said 
Next to um, Dial of Destiny, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a masterpiece. <laughs> 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 I read that, that review is from Khan. That that is this is going to be a hot episode. <laughs> oh, the other thing is, nuts. I'm halfway through Last Crusade. Classic. Yeah, I'm Absolutely actually, um, fantastic. Oh, for people listening, uh, Disney have just released all of the indies in 4K. Mm. 4K, exactly. It's I'm, I'm and they've got to say, Raiders looks awesome. Awesome. Amazing. They've done an amazing job of, of the transfer. So okay, good. next movie. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part well, 1. That's the one, awesome. man. I've just rewatched now, all the Mission Impossibles. Now, before you go and watch this Mission Impossible movie, now you've probably seen Tom Cruise fly over the edge of the cliff on his, on his motorbike. Mm-hmm. I've watched that about 50 times. Every time i got nothing to watch, I just, put, I just want to watch Tom going over the edge. Uh, it looks so good. We all want to be Tom Cruise. I want to be Tom Cruise and I want to go over the edge, but you can't do it because there's only one Tom Cruise. <laughs> this movie, <laughs> 100, I believe it's 160 minutes, finally. And this is the one I'm most excited about. I'm hoping that the IMAX Sydney reopens so that we can watch it on IMAX. Lockie and I got it set up. We're going to go stay in the hotel and then watch watch Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. July 21. Come on, no, And guys. I have a good authority. Come on. From the person, the, the lead sound designer, mm. three-time Oscar mm. winner Richard King, mm-hmm. who I've worked with. He said it's excellent. Yeah, Bruce. It's in his, con- <laughs> it's in his what? contract. It's All in his I want to say is he said, he told me, Bruce... It's Nolan's best. He, you know, he calls him Chris. He goes, it's Chris's best movie. It's a masterpiece. Wow. That's okay. what he now, told me. See, I've got in my notes here that Nolan always divides people. I don't think it's any coincidence that about by one and a half times of any episode watched, downloaded of ours is Batman versus Batman. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's um, interesting to me. But it's, I'll tell you Nolan. what. Christopher Nolan's, uh, he's divisive. He's, he's interesting. Divisive. He's, we yeah. divided. Um, Charles at, the, at Matinee Cafe, one of our heroes, he came in He to me and he goes, the hell's your problem with the Dark Knight? <laughs> 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 he wants to, to talk to you guys. Watch out, okay, I want to make a prediction. I want to make a prediction about Oppenheimer. Now, you know, Bruce, Bruce knows that I... Wait, can I just say, this is like three weeks ago we went and watched Tenet together, the three of us, oh, yes, in, at university. And we... we had a special screening Fresh eyes, tennis. students talking about it. Everyone was like, what the hell? Funny you oh should say that. What? Then I read that was, an article. That was brutal. That I read screen. an article about three days ago. Dennis Villeneuve says that's Nolan's masterpiece. Tennis, okay, so this yes, and I love Dennis Villeneuve, so that's interesting. you know who's really mad at Nolan, Who? Tom Cruise, because Oppenheimer's yeah, Oppenheimer got all the IMAX in. screens. One week Cruise after Dead Reckoning, no. Mission Impossible to open. But on, on here's on the interesting thing: Good. Mission Impossible had no. its date for, and Oppenheimer's date was already set, so they didn't do this to under. under no, no, no. But at the like same that. time, this is what the clout that Nolan's got, and the fact that they're gonna, and also Nolan shot Oppenheimer for IMAX because he's mad. Now, for our listeners, if care. you're interested in care. Oppenheimer, the character, or the history of the Manhattan Project, I'm rereading Richard Rose's um, oh, Pulitzer too. Prize winner, yeah, yeah. The Making of the I'm Atomic Bomb, one of great. the greatest nonfiction books ever written. I'm going to make a prediction. Wait, I that's what it's about. Oppenheimer, what's he, he's it's the It's about Robert Oppenheimer, who was the, the creation of the bomb. He was the, the atomic physicist bomb. Who, who, uh, well, he, he oversaw the, the project that led to the creation of the atomic bomb, mm. and obviously led to the bombs being dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. That was the technology that they created. Um, I think this is going to be Nolan's first ever movie that will be an undisputed masterpiece. No, no, Dunkirk, the like board. in my opinion, Jeez. Dunkirk is one of the best. But some people still say Dunkirk, like you know, it's not like perfect. Okay. Kind of so that's what we're going to do. We're going to release those. That's not even our new season. That's just what we're doing on our yeah, we're off just doing the time. time. That's just yeah. the entertainment. We want to we want to give back. We, w- we want to give back. <laughs> okay. the so we want to bring out a few of those as movies come out that we're excited about. We're going to bring out the Suspiria vs. Suspiria, yes. and then we're going to go into our second season. Our second season, we're going to have the same format: film vs 
versus film, and it's gonna they're gonna have something to do with each other. Uh, but we're going to do a new uh, beginning for each episode. So what we did for this first season was talk about growing up in Western Sydney and the things that made us love movies. And we talked to a lot of video stores and libraries and schooling. But this time, we're going to introduce a new thing at the beginning of each episode that we just gets us underway and we talk for 10 minutes. And this time, the concept is the unwatchables. Herschel, do you want to ex- explain the unwatchables? Okay, so Craig, what we, were, what we were thinking is we, all of us here, all you listeners out there, you've all got the experience, you watch the movie once, and maybe at that time the movie was great. You come to it 10 years later, 15 years later, and you that movie has just dated so badly. We're going to call that an unwatchable. Um, so an example, Bruce, that you gave in your opinion, an unwatchable is what? Goodwill Hunting. Okay, that's interesting. It's that unwatchable. Now, the other thing that, that I think we're gonna, that people are going to find interesting is we, we really are aiming high. Yes, the Goodwill Hunting won the, the Oscar for Best Screenplay mm. of that year. And, and not for any political reasons. It's just awful. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, apart from the, that being over-sentimental and maybe a bit too white-centric, male-centric, mm. is also we're going to look at films that you, like Revenge of the Nerds, which yes, we did this season, that have been cancelled, that we can't... Absolutely. That, well, you wouldn't show to students... Bruce, you've had this experience. You've shown... Oh, so many films that I loved teaching and that I honestly feel are so much a part of our cinema heritage, but I would never show them now. And it's be, you know it's for a number of reasons. One, I I don't know what the current culture is of the way people watch movies, right? I don't mm. know whether. And the other thing is, I might get in trouble. Like I screened Repulsion, a Roman Polanski movie for, for first year, and I got in trouble for it. You know, from uh, from my the two people tutoring into the. <laughs> There's other movies as well that we actually grew up with and watched, and now they're unwatchable, and that's a little more confronting. Take a movie like Soul Man, we. Watched it as kids. Soul Man was a genuine attempt to show a love story. And the irony of Soul Man is it thought it was furthering race relations. When the movie was released, I, I when you watch it. I in your parade, sure. I just watched Soul Man about a month ago. Mm. It's a beautiful movie. But, but see, the what point is of it is you? actually a progressive. What is wrong with it's you? a film that I think has many progressive Are you nuts? Um, possibilities. No, but that's the point I'm trying to make, though. And I'll leave it there. That's the point I'm trying to make. So, for example, <laughs> lots of things are now unwatchable. That famous episode of The Cosby Show when he walks into the room and, like, for, for example, like it's Michael Jackson on the back mm. of, of, of the wall, but... Okay, no, cut that. I'm not, I was going to say, <laughs> no, idea. because what? I was going to say. I was so, just laughing because I'm picturing Bill Cosby. No, because it's Theo without his shirt on. I'm going, you couldn't really have Michael Jackson on the back of the wall now. You couldn't watch that nowadays. You can't watch Bill Cosby, dude. <laughs> what <laughs> the <laughs> hell are you talking about? You talking, I was going, what are you t- I was, In my head, I'm thinking, <laughs> you can't watch anything with Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't there an episode where people are falling asleep because he's giving him crazy jello or something? Yeah, there is. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> No, there is an episode where he's written what he was doing in real life. What about this? I watched Birdcage, the Birdcage. Yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, yeah. That's completely Oh, Tootsie. Tootsie's cancelled. So I had a conversation just recently with um, a person who's a gender theorist, and his position was, no way, I would never talk about Tootsie. So that's interesting because the three of us grew up about with Tootsie. And Tootsie as a masterpiece. I adored that movie, right? And now to think, okay, 
can't you can't really talk about it. You can't watch it. You can't screen it. You can't show it to students. Well, I think that's going to be interesting in our discussion is the, our memories. Yes. And it's kind of like that's what people are scared of, that our memories are being replaced or banned yeah. or our emotions with a film are now told when then they should be negative, even yep. though we might feel nice about Like I watched, like thinking of The Big Chill, I always go, yeah. oh, that's a fun movie to watch. It reminds me of being at uni. But I've heard commentary, recent commentary about it saying, you know, it's the widest most male, most, mm. you know, it's all bad yeah. in different ways. And I'm like, damn. But I think what's going to make this interesting is it can be a really serious conversation mm. and it can be a bloody funny but conversation about, um, as well. What about Forrest Gump? Is that appropriate anymore? I mean, is that a, a fair portrayal of someone? Well, that movie's a... got, it's been so reread, you know, since it came out because it was such a darling of the Hollywood establishment winning yeah. Best Picture. But now many people say that it's, I mean, it's it's just a very awkward depiction. Yeah, it's ableist, of, right? But see, sometimes yeah. sometimes the political landscape changes the movie so fundamentally that you can't. Like for example, JFK. That it's still the way it looks. I think it's the most incredible looking film. Mm-hmm. But I can't help but think, like, this is nuts. Yeah, because like, well, I've read a lot into that. Maybe now. we should all present our because I think you know Herschel a lot more about politics. I know comedy, so when yeah. I think of the Lucky Stars and Jackie Chan, and I watch some of that stuff now, I'm like. Man, those dudes are sex-crazed, and they yeah. want yeah. to attack the But I also want know. us to be courageous in the way we talk about sure. these things, right? Like, I'm, for example, I'm not just going to say that Forrest Gump is ableist, therefore it's without value. I mean, I don't personally like Forrest Gump. But that aside, I'm saying we can – I think if we're going to have a political conversation about a film that mm. we are saying is now unwatchable, it can't just be, oh, that's unwatchable. We have to say why we think – that well, you should put forward a case for, yeah. for, for but, but and against. Right? Yeah. The other, the other question, question though, is the yeah. other question is, is it really a completely black and white decision? No, I don't think it ever is. But I also think in calling it the unwatchable segment, it, it allows us, like we know, we're aware that this is a tenuous thing and we can go for or against and we can yeah, absolutely. You know, all, you know, what you could do, it's almost like you boys have kids. You could say, would you show this to your kid? Mm. So that's what we're going to do before every episode. We're going to do The Unwatchables. But we're going to have a whole bunch of new matchups of films. And I'd like to just spitball with you guys now some of the movies that we might do next time uh, to do comparisons of. So do any of you have any idea? Also, what? just before we get started on putting some ideas forward, anyone who kind of follows us and listens in, send us some ideas as well. Oh, yeah. And so if you see us around or you know us. That, that's some of the most interesting stuff that's come back. Yes. People have said... Okay, I just listened to the episode, awesome episode. What do you guys think of this one? Yes. Like and some so of the comments on Instagram I and that, really keep that get, stuff coming in. I want to get thoughts from people on Instagram or send us emails mm-hmm, or follow, mm-hmm. definitely follow us on Twitter. Send us ideas. Send us ideas. We're very willing to hear. Gary Douse has done some. Thank you, Gary. Um, you boys have rejected them. So, Gary, you talked to Bruce Nershaw, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, firstly, I don't know who this Gary is. Oh, my god. I never want to. Yeah, I'm joking. Gary's excellent. <laughs> All right, so here's some ideas from me. I'm just going to throw uh, a few fast ones out. I brought this up very from the beginning, and you guys have always resisted. Cro- Crocodile Dundee versus Borat. <laughs> I just think it's – look at their faces are blank. They know. hate that Vita idea. Greek. So that's the kind of great stuff being knocked back by the others. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> why – what a collaboration, huh? <laughs> Normal activity. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't worry. What about Peeping Tom versus Psycho? Yeah, done. Yeah, I like that. Done. I like yeah. that one. I love that. I love both For those, those of you movies. who don't know, it's like big 60s advancements in um Both horror. of them released in 1960. Yeah, right. I watched both Psycho. of them about weird sexual serial killers. Mm. I know this so. sounds nuts, but I watched Psycho three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe. Lucky, we had like a, a viewing at home. 
I know this sounds crazy, but I I think it's underrated. It's that psycho. good. Psycho. Yeah, I know. It's highly <laughs> rated. No, <laughs> no, but if you put Psycho next to like Vertigo, it's not regarded as top, top as as, films, as, yeah. as the masterpiece, yeah, right? Yeah. I think it is a masterpiece. It's great. I mean, you know what people? No, no. We'll talk. We'll do this when we get we'll to get Psycho. To we'll get I, was to just I just didn't know we were something. doing wacky tabacky before we came in here and saying Psycho is underrated. Okay, <laughs> Bruce, what have you got? Okay. Something that occurred to me, we didn't do one auteur-oriented episode, season one, which is like focusing on a great filmmaker, like one great filmmaker. All right. Close Encounters, Spielberg versus The Fablements. I, I like just, Spielberg. I fell asleep I, in my chair. Are you kidding? What are you I talking li- look, about? I like the auteur and I love Spielberg as the vehicle. Those two movies These are two I, family wait, melodramas. Get this one. Jurassic Park versus Jaws. Oh, come on, Craig. <laughs> Could you be any more obvious, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> what about this? It's a Wonderful Life versus National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love both those movies. I just don't see. Firstly, them, I don't see them together. I'm giving that a big tick, Craig. <laughs> uh, no, I'm serious. that. I love that. Okay. Two great Christmas films. I want to pitch something. I want to pitch something. And when I first thought of this, to me in my head, it became such a no-brainer. I can't believe we haven't done it yet. I love that everyone's preamble is, this is the you best cannot thing say no. Yeah, yeah, don't say I no. expect the full force of your support. I'm about to shut it down. All right, check <laughs> this out. Godfather 1 versus Goodfellas, the greatest mob movie of all time. Which, that is the greatest versus. Are you kidding me? I feel like they're the same Too movie. obvious, Too, too, too sorry, obvious. Dude, so, too obvious. They, they, they <laughs> separated by 15 years. No, no, years. I know what you mean, but it's like, what are we going to talk about? The mob. Yeah. No, there's different depictions of the mob. I mean that, yeah, Goodfellas yeah. is the is the forerunner to The Sopranos, my favorite TV show of all time, of all times. But The Godfather is really a melodrama of the mafia based I mean, on I the reckon, Mario Puzo novel. I reckon put it on the list, but put a large cross next to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put a line through it while we're putting it on the. <laughs> okay, what? let me throw. I want to throw something really quickly. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross yes. versus yes. a Robert Altman movie of oh, choice. Oh, lovely. Glenn Wait, Gary, both co- no. David Mamet, Robert Altman, conversationist, some of the greatest dialogue writers of all time. Salespeople. The player. The player. The player versus Glenn Gary. Glenn Gary, the player. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, That's interesting. I like that. Men forceful yelling and. And also, but also about the rise of a certain kind, a certain era of capitalism and the way that toxifies masculinity. And f- that would be in my fantastic. Opinion, as like far it. as Glengarry goes, in my opinion, the greatest ensemble cast ever assembled. Mm. I mean, Glengarry, uh, he's so. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Craig, but Herschel, I can quote whole sections of that movie. I, I, I probably won't quote it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was so important to us. That it's, uh, okay, this is impossible to deny. Give me a go. Pretty Woman <sighs> versus Mulholland Drive. What? The Hollywood, the Hollywood story, fantasy. the Hollywood fantasy. Now, uh, the Hollywood, now, the place of dreams. I love Mulholland. That is a fantastic All right, pairing. I like that one. Lock that in, man. That's an interest, it is an interesting one. It is an interesting one. I just don't like, I don't feel like watching Pretty Woman again. Oh, it's great. I watched it recently. It's, it is the ultimate capitalist fantasy. What about this? Simple Plan versus No Country for Old Men. Oh, I like that actually. I mean, I love No Country. I like Simple Plan. Both as well. very Shakespearean, both very contained no about country. characters falling apart. Mm. I do like that actually. No Bill Paxton simple. was never better as well. Here's one that I know you're gonna hate. Go go hit me. Shinless List versus 
Life is beautiful. Oh, <laughs> uh, no chance. Come on, man. Life, life is beautiful. No, but no. okay. What about the Tim no, but Brum okay, no. Life is beautiful. But, 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 but beautiful. I'd rather do Tim Great. Brum. Save both those movies for the unwatchable segment. <laughs> <laughs> They're going from my actual episodes straight to unwatchables. <laughs> that's uh, that, that's the paucity of our choices at the moment. <laughs> you know what we do? As if you disagree with an episode, just suggest it for the unwatchable. <laughs> Have we locked in Joker versus King of Comedy? Oh, that was, yeah. That I was think we got to lock that, okay? That's gold. Okay. What about French <laughs> Connection versus Fast and Furious <laughs> X? Yeah, did it, yeah, yeah we no, came up with it. We came up with it the other day. I, just, I go back to my point. These are not car movies. <laughs> Do you remember when we were talking about this? Because Herschel said the other day in a cafe, yeah. aside from a car chase, these movies have nothing in common. And I said, what are you talking about? There's cops? There's the street? <laughs> the speed? <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> okay, but we're not going to dwell on it. We don't have yeah. to decide now. That's but people should send in recommendations. Yes, yeah, so that's the that's what thing. we want from this episode. Same, like we're getting people saying that. What about this? And and there's some awesome ideas out there. We've got a note of all of those ideas. We're going to look at all of those yeah. ideas. So send your stuff in. We're also we should say we're very highbrow. We don't want something that's super obvious, as you saw with Herschel's. Idiotic suggestions for <laughs> the Godfather and Goodfellas. Oh, I'm still trying to get over the fact that he suggested it. I'm you know, sorry, you know why? Man, can I just give you a quick story about why? Yeah. I, what put that into my head? I'm at soccer the other day. Oh, um, it wouldn't be hard. Weekend soccer. <laughs> kid goes yeah, down. It's like, Where'd you come up with this? Dude? No. A, a kid goes down, right? Like uh, he got he like tripped over at soccer. Uh-huh. And this other kid was just standing over him. And guess what? It looked exactly like. Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci standing over that guy, just kicking him repeatedly. And I thought, <laughs> that's the Goodfellas scene. <laughs> Oh, boy. And then suddenly I went to Godfather and I had an epiphany. Before we go, I, w- I just want to play something for you both. It's because f- I edit all of the podcasts, so I spend hours listening to the material after you guys. But um, one of the things that stood out to me when we were recording Green Book versus The Toy is uh, when we had to talk for the first time about the, the phrase coloured, which is not a phrase we use much at all. And we have known each other for, what, 40 years or yeah. so? Mm. And we laughed for about ten minutes because we couldn't say it because we're like, because it's so funny because it was so but funny but also oh, uncomfortable yeah, I yes. about that. like we have never identified like race for yeah, us yeah, three yeah. we even though I know you guys have lived a racialized life you yeah, know yeah, yeah. I am white but it was strange for us to have to admit it we've never talked about it yeah um, and so when we did this recording I want to play it for you guys now and you can listen in and comment but also for the audience at home just to listen to how long it took for us <laughs> to get that sentence out so in apartheid there was there were whites coloreds and blacks right and we would li- <laughs> sorry and that's in, in a legal sense so those are legal but it also meant for example that if you were to catch a train yeah there were carriages for white people <laughs> okay it also means yeah. that if if you <laughs> It sounds like, and now it sounds like you're not black, and we're no. just taking the piss. Okay, no. <laughs> whatever. Don't laugh. Okay, this is okay. the, oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. But don't laugh while he's saying it, Craig. I'm not laughing. Don't look at me. No one's okay. allowed to look at me. <laughs> All right. What that what that actually meant though is that <laughs> if you Tom Cruise no, over here, no one look at this guy thing. in the eyes. What that meant was that if you caught a train. <laughs> What that meant? No, no, you gotta wait till everyone stops laughing at you. Okay, go. The reason that's important is because what it meant is that 
if you if you was getting <laughs> no, just give it. I'm not Why gonna, is I'm it not funny? Wait. I'm, I'm it's not, not funny. Like, what are we laughing at? Yeah, that's just a train example. It's a good one. Okay. It's a great example. The okay. trick is people people going in Australia, they'd be freaked out when you say we couldn't catch a train. Uh, to be, I've never heard this yeah, from you guys. Yeah, sure. I didn't know. Well, I you knew you were different at, yeah. at primary school, and but like I had no idea. This is how you grew up. If you're coloured, you can't drink from a white water fountain. But this is in the 80s. Should I pick that up? I'll try and pick that up from that point. Yeah, sure. But yeah. So those categories, they're actually, they were really important to us. We grew up with those categories. So, for example, if our family caught a train, um, <laughs> oh, screw it. You say it. Okay, you I'll say, I'll, say I'll, tr- I'll have a go at it. Okay. okay. Wait, but why are you, what's, okay. No, because no, because has got the giggles. I've got okay. the giggles. Okay, okay, got the giggles. Okay, so we were coloured. I've got something. Is it the word colored? No, what no, are we laughing I, it's just the giggles, okay, but I think right, I've got But it's right. also the idea of talking about a bit of color. It's very funny. It's I'm rough. putting something yeah, in okay. the back of my head. Yeah, yeah, go. That's, that's traumatic, and that's going to get me through this. Yeah, good. Okay. Go. I'm going to close my eyes as well. Yeah. So those categories are important because if you were to catch a train, if our family caught a train, for example, Hang on, were you doing trauma? Okay, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, here we go. So in South Africa, the way we grew up. I didn't even laugh then. I turned away laughing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. So in South Africa, the way Herschel and I grew up is racial... I was doing good. I was doing good. Is this because we don't normally talk about race? I think so. The three no, of but us? it's also now that we there's, never a talk big, about it. there's a big like laughing thing around anytime anything. <laughs> no, it was a great conversation. That was a great episode because we came at the race angle through movies in a completely different way. And that's, I actually loved doing that episode because... Uh, I was, uh, that was one of my... I, I reckon Green Book Toy is my favourite episode. Oh, really? No. Wow. really got stuck in heart. The interesting thing, my favourite episode is The Thin Blue Line and uh, Memories yeah. of Murder, but you people out there didn't support that. That's our lowest downloader. <laughs> yeah, can I, everyone should go check out these movies and, and... It's a pity that, you know, they're more obscure, right? Mm. But, I mean, that's because we have integrity, which we are selling out for <laughs> we're, season We're two, selling out. Season which two Which I've just s- heard. <laughs> Sell out season, guys. Season two, we're going to select by the box office performance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a few dates. Uh, sometime in July, you're going to hear our big blockbuster reviews. They're going to be coming out as we watch the movies and get into the studio as quick as possible. Then August 21st, we're going to release our Suspiria vs. Suspiria episode, and then we're into the new season from the uh, first Monday September of September. One. September the 1st, I think. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be moving into the season from there. And, and we'll it's be doing another 12 episodes. 12 episodes. So please stay subscribed. And some people, if you want, you can go to Apple, um, whatever that's called, iTunes or music, and rate us five out of five or leave a review, even if it's negative. It's good because it just causes Apple to the algorithm to show it to other people. So please review and subscribe if you're listening to us now. All right, well, I guess uh, that's it for this season. Thank you so much for listening and uh, subscribe and rate. Uh, boys, do you have anything else to say? I just want to say, I want to say thank you to all our listeners, but also say, say thank you to both of you for bringing your energy and getting this going. We started this through COVID, um, and that was like the coolest thing, like the creative thing that we got involved in, and we got all the way to the end. And like, I'm just really proud of it. Yes, I, I, I had a lot of fun doing That's what I've been this. saying to lots of people. I'm, I'm just great. incredibly proud of this. 
Well, thank you for listening and sharing uh, all of these adventures with us and, and just being part of our lives. I know a lot of people that come up to me say, I like being friends with you guys now oh, through listening nice. to the thing. How and nice I, is that? I feel that same connection with other podcasts I listen to. I'm like, oh, yeah. I get that. Same I with understand. me. I mean, podcasts I follow, you feel like a connection. Right? Yeah. So well, thank you for listening. And we, we look forward to entertaining you again in the future and hanging out. And please, you probably know us if you're listening to this. So contact us and tell us some suggestions or thoughts. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I'm Craig Anderson. I'm Bruce Isaacs. I'm Herschel Isaacs. And we'll uh, see you in a few months' time. Thanks, guys. Film. Verse. Film. Verse.